Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What's up, guys? I thought you were going to punch the camera. I was, I, I, was, I, was, I was going to like do the reverse punch, and then I like, hesitated, and then I was like, no, it's too late to do it. So I did it. Love it, love it. <laughs> guys, to my left, Felicia Spencer, UFC stud, uh, number one contender, uh, the walking on Lego meme. Uh, Felicia Spencer, how are you? Bring it back 2020. Okay. <laughs> you know, Invicta <laughs> FC <laughs> champ. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now, put some respect on her name. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yep, that's me. It's been a while. <laughs> no, uh, it's been a couple weeks. Well, I've been busy, you've been busy, life's been tied up. Uh, I even, you know, tech, and I was like, all right, Fee, it's UFC 281. I'm giving you the phone call. I'm giving you that 1999 phone call. Hey, when are we doing this? A hurricane is coming. <laughs> It's crazy. It's bananas right now here in Florida. Yeah. I feel like phone calls are coming back, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'm yeah. starting to like phone calls. Okay. Okay. Well, there are a lot, we got we got to make a lot of phone calls for this card. This card is absolutely bananas. Uh, we just I like this card more than UFC 280. And a lot of people thought it was one of the best cards they can put on. To me, this main event is so intriguing. And Israel and Asanya, like we have a mainstay champion. Uh, of course, the co kind of is being super underrated. Carla Espraza versus uh, Zhang Wei, uh, Zhang Wei Li, which everyone thinks Wei Li is going to win. That might be your lock. Like she is, everyone is betting her. Every media member is picking her. And then, at least, you know, there's so many car, uh, f- great fights underneath. Frank Egner's last fight. Uh, Dominic Reyes is back. A ton of stuff. But Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier could be the fight of the year. Uh, one of the best fights that they can put together. It's just war. Like as soon as they did Gaethje Chandler uh, in the MSG a year ago, like you knew that fight was going to be great. You know this fight's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. We're we're just a couple nights away. Yeah, that's definitely a fan favorite. Like that's a pick for uh, just an exciting fight, great matchmaking, and like I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's kind of yeah. crazy. Uh, both guys are just so talented and strong, and like. That's a crazy one. So I'm staying away from that one with my pick. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I don't have a feel for it, to be honest. And I think you, we, we've talked about this. I, I'm a huge Justin Poirier guy. Yeah. Um, I think kind of in a weird way, his career is underrated because he has just a, a bad matchup when it was against uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, you know, the greatest of all time, maybe. And then even Charles Oliveira, which he had really good high-end moments in that fight, but did get choked out sooner or later. And I think that kind of dings his career but the man beats everyone else. Like the man's beat Connor twice and Gaethje and like the Max Holloway. The man beats everyone. Like uh, <laughs> just one of the all-time greats in my eyes. Yeah, I'm definitely high on. I've always been a fan of Dustin from before he was a name, you know. And you know, at the same time, the later you get into the career, the more wars that you've had. It's like when does that start to take a toll? That's kind of like the question, yeah. right. especially with such an a, an explosive Chandler. Like he. 
he looks like he hits hard, you know, like he obviously hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of like, well, what, you know, how is that going to feel for him? But, you know, Dustin, in my eyes, is, is a legend of the sport. So, you know, I would never want to pick against him for sure. For I think sure. he was my very first uh, underdog pick of, of our show, I think, back in like 2020 or something. I think so. Him that. versus Connor, right? Yeah. I think that was it. That was the first, the first time we did it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Two years later, uh, we have one more pay-per-view left to 2022. A very nice pay-per-view as well, December uh, 10th, I believe, in Vegas. But guys, this weekend, UFC 281, let's kind of get into it. I would love, let's start with the underdog. Um, there's just so much on this card. To me, there's multiple underdogs, multiple good veteran underdogs. How can you not feel for Frankie Egner in his last fight, probably in Madison Square Garden, as an underdog? But Felicia, it's your call. It's your pick. What is your underdog, your phenomenal pick of UFC 281? So, yeah, I juggled between the two biggest underdogs on the on the card a little bit um, with Carla. And somehow, I mean, I can see Molly McCann being an underdog against Aaron Blanchfield, but she was the same level of underdog as Carla Sparza is. And, and to Great me, that point. was a little surprising, um, but I can definitely see why in a sense, but the numbers seem a little off. Um, I ended up not going with either of them. I went with Frankie. Okay. <laughs> so I'm picking Frankie for my underdog. He's a, not a heavy underdog, but he is a dog and, uh, you know, going against a talented guy. But I, I really do think that he is just like on a level that a lot of people haven't faced and, you know, just the wrestling and the aggressiveness and the, um, the pace that he'll hold. Uh, I think he's just kind of been there and seen it all. And I don't think there's going to be like a big surprise for him against Gutierrez, who is a great, you know, fighter. I just, yeah. yeah. Pulling it out, you know, um, I think uh, the wrestling will be the difference. Great call. Um, people don't really remember. I think it was actually a year ago, you know, kind of this month, it was the whole Gaethje Chandler on the card, but also it was Frankie Edgar versus Cheeto Vera. And Frankie won the first two rounds of that fight. And now everyone has, you know, I know Cheeto got him in the third, and that's kind of what Cheeto does. So I, I don't want to take that away from Cheeto. But Cheeto won that one, the beat Dominic. Now everyone thinks he's he's in line for a title fight. And kind of they have, they think Frankie's kind of like a prelim guy. But you saw in that fight just literally one year ago, Frankie was winning that fight. Like, I think Frankie still has some juice left. Yeah, mm -hmm. the chin's probably not there. One, one, you know, that was one of his pluses are one of his advantages he can get hit and get hit bad and kind of come back that rocky comeback and that's kind of gone but i still think frankie is a guy also you and i've talked about this multiple times like there's something special about come on he's walking into madison square garden i would assume it's gonna be one of the biggest cheers of the night it's gonna be one of the biggest cheers for frankie career like i think this week will get really pro frankie towards the end and that's no disrespect towards chris chris is a good guy good fighter i just think the momentum and the buzz i think uh, I think Frankie's going to get it done. Um, probably make it grapple and heavy, make it a little bit more wrestle and heavy, but just, just pull out the win. Like no one will remember how he won. If he just wins this fight, like that's exactly. all people will remember. So exactly. uh, I like it. I'm in it. And let me go back to one of the ones you said, I'm in total agreement with you. And I, same thing. I talked to so many people and everyone loves Aaron Blanchard on this fight. She's really good. And same thing. No disrespect towards Aaron. I, she's a stud, a monster. But, like, Molly McCann has, like, all this momentum, all this mojo, all this just, like, she's a freight train. And I can see it being a close fight or even leaning towards Aaron. But, like, yeah, the last time I saw the odds, I think McCann's in the plus 300s. Like, she's a heavy, heavy underdog. I don't see it. Like, I don't see – and she's, like, how she's knocking people. Like, I think Molly's a live, live underdog, big time. 
yeah, for sure. Just because, like you said, she's got you know those those hits that she can land that will yeah. just change the fight. Will just put you out. You know, obviously we've seen it multiple times. Um, I mean, I think I think Erin can win using her grappling. I think that she's yeah. a stud grappler, but. You know, I also thought other people could have won grappling, and that's for sure Molly's weakness, but you have to be able to exploit it. You know, you have to be able to get it there. So it's going to be a challenge. But, you know, I would still lean Aaron, but not that heavy. <laughs> like, if you're looking to put money on a dog, that's the one to put money on. And real quick, and, I, you know, I didn't know we were going to go this far into it, but, like, you just said something, and I just we hear it all the time. I've been hearing Molly McCann's weakness is grappling now for almost two years, right? And – She's getting to this level and she's standing up with people. And I think she's doing enough. I think I always hear that to me, Molly doesn't need to work on uh positive and uh grappling about submissions. She just needs to work on grappling defense and getting girls off of her and getting off the cage. Because if she stands for 15 minutes with any uh female, you know, it's looking good for her. She's knocking girls out. She just has yeah. explosive pop in her. Exactly. So, like, I think she's been hearing this for multiple years, and I would assume, right, she's working her goddamn ass off and kind of working on that grappling defense. Hey, if, if I can just kind of get Aaron off me and, and push Aaron to the middle of the cage and we can stand for nine minutes, I'm going to get it done. So yeah. I, I think she's hearing it, and I think everything I've been seeing in Molly in the cage, she's improving in that way. And I think um, she's a live, live underdog. I'll just leave it like that. For sure. <laughs> um, all right, UFC 281 lock. Uh, like a, a ton of just, there's like nine or eight future UFC Hall of Famers. There's great fights. Uh, we haven't even mentioned, uh, you know, Hooker, Dan Hooker's back on the card. A great feature prelim, Brad Riddell versus uh, Mokiano. So many great fights on it. We haven't even touched the main event yet. And Israel and Asanya is, uh, you know, a favorite. What is your lock, Felicia Spencer, for UFC 281? Oh yeah, I want to talk about more fights. But I ended up, I ended up going with Dan Hooker on this one. Uh, as my lock so you know he's fighting a guy that's known for leg locks and like rolling for things and catching a lot but I think that Dan Hooker just even though he's lost a lot in the last few years I think that he does still have a good fight IQ and I think you know he's he's long enough to be able to stifle some of that I think and uh you know just have a good solid game plan you know I think that he's cerebral enough to not put himself into a bad position and He's got such great striking and, you know, pretty good takedown defense. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, he's not a heavy favorite, but he is, a, I think, a slight favorite um, against it. And I'm going to pick him for my lock. Okay, I like that a lot. Um, question for you, and I don't think you've ever done this. Maybe, you know, because even the regional scene was a little bit different, I think, at that time for you and your gym. Um, with To me, Dan Hooker's fighting on the card. And then, of course, that same team as Israel Asanya in the main event with a lot of buzz. They have Black, uh, Brad Riddell on the card. They just have like a lot of team stuff. Is that you think positive of, hey, we're all doing this together. We're cutting weight together. We're traveling together. We're in this thing together. Or is it a tiny maybe bit of a negative that maybe let's just be honest here. Like your head coach is with Izzy. Like if Izzy needs something like he's going to Izzy first. He's in the main event against like his arch nemesis. Uh, it's the one of the biggest middleweight championships fight of, of, of any, you know, UFC might like being kind of second or third prong on the team thing. How does, how would that work? Do you think? So that's a, you know, interesting point. I, I can see why it might be for some people, maybe like a drawback, but I think, I think it's a positive, you know, okay. aside okay. from just 
pushing yourself harder in the gym because everyone's rising to the next level at the same time. Um, and also, you know, it might be nice to not have so much pressure on you during camp that you're you're the focus. You know what I mean? Like everyone's got eyes on you. Coach is always in, in your ear talking this, you know, do this better, do this, try this, try this. So it might be like a little bit of a breather where he can kind of just do his thing and like, you know, uh, focus on himself without having so much, you know, um, attention on himself during the camp. So I think that might be a good thing, too. Okay. Um I guess it just it just kind of would depend on the fighter. I'm sure some fighters need to be the center of the room to right. feel like they're progressing, but I feel like I would have I would have enjoyed also having my coach yell at someone else for a couple minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get back in the sauna, Felicia. Wait, how about him? You know? More so how about Megan? Megan's not in here. Sorry, like the uh, like just even just the training weeks, right. you know, those right. kind of those days. Um, I think would be a little a little easier. So. Very cool. All right. So Locke, Dan Hooker, underdog, Frankie Edgar, can't go wrong. Two uh, absolute studs in the game. All right, let's talk about it. Main event. We haven't really talked about the co-main, but I definitely want to hit on the main event for a couple minutes. Um, I'm going to kind of give you my take and then see if you're, oh, Dave, you're dead wrong, or maybe you you might agree with me. A lot of the momentum over the last, I think, couple of weeks is on Piera's side, um, just the challenger and all this thing. I think Izzy is in a great spot here. When you can be the best, and Izzy has been the best middleweight, and especially in the UFC for three, four, five years, and Whitaker twice, and Vittori, and the level of competition that Israel and Asanya's face in the UFC. And this fight, out of all the other fights, I feel like he feels like he's the hunt, like um, the underdog, and he's the hunter. And, you know, Pierre has beat him not once, but twice in his past with kickboxing, especially with a vicious knockout. That's kind of this viral thing that you see over and over again. I think Izzy has this, has the chip on the shoulder instead of like a Vittori who lost to Izzy and now is challenging him again. It's kind of like, I would rather go into a camp or into a fight as an underdog or as like me against the world. That's how I would feel. But I think Izzy has that and he's the more experienced UFC guy. I know Pierre has fought, you know, he just beat Sean Strickland and no, you know, no, you know, no slap to Strickland. That's the best competition he's fought. Strickland to me is not a well-rounded mixed martial artist in 2022. I just think this is another level. Like I don't think Pierre has fought mixed martial arts at this level. I love Izzy. It's probably going to be a decision. I think it's probably going to be a lot of footwork, a uh, very technical fight, but I see Izzy winning this fight. I I would lean Izzy also, not because you're not crazy, um, but I don't, I'm not confident with it either, but okay, I, okay. I do like the Izzy that, that we've been seeing in the sense that we haven't been seeing him a lot in the media yeah. Um, because he's always just so like, not, I don't want to say he's cringy, but he's just one of those guys, you know, that's like, he's very confident and he's kind of like a dick sometimes. So, um, so it's kind of been like, I like him more not hearing him talk sometimes. And I, and I, it seems like he's doing it on purpose. You know, he doesn't want to be part of the media right now. Right. He's just focused on this because he knows the stakes. He knows, you know, exactly what the situation looks like from the outside. So he's not, you know, in denial of what, what's going yeah. on. Um, so, yeah, I think this storyline is just speaking for itself. And I like that he's just taken a step back and obviously taking it very seriously. So it, it's a, the more I don't see him talking in the media, the more it seems like, okay, this is like a really, this means a lot, you know, it means a lot to him personally. So. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Totally so, yeah, agree. Fun Another fun one. Uh, also the co-main event will kind of end it here. UFC 281. So Carla and Whaley was matched 
you know, we saw this three, four months ago and right away, Whaley by murder, Whaley via first round TKO. Uh, Whaley's, I think, the biggest favor, the second biggest favor on the card. Uh, you know, like a freight train, almost unbeatable. She's not fighting Rose, her kryptonite. Everyone's on Whaley. And the closer the fight gets, the closer the fight gets. I'm also on Whaley as well. I can't go on the Carla side. I can't do it. I think Whaley is just bigger, stronger, tougher, faster, more athletic, uh, everything in between. I think Whaley by total domination. I, yeah, you're not crazy. Um, I mean, I, I, it's hard to look at Carla and, and think of her being outclassed, but I think she, she might be, um, I like her a lot. I like Carla as a mixed martial artist and she's yeah. like, she, yeah. you know, she's like an OG, you know, she was one of the first Invicta champions and, you know, one of the first UFC champions yeah. and that kind of thing. So, you know, she's got a long career, but yeah, Wiley is just like on another level right now. So, um, I, yeah, I would, I would definitely be picking Wiley as, as far as a favorite goes, but anything can happen in the sport of MMA. So um, you know, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me too much if Carla did pull it out, you know, it would probably be a decision, uh, be a wrestling, but that would be it. Yeah, very true. <laughs> all right. So looks like we're all, it looks like me and you are on Izzy, Whaley, and Poirier. Is that right? We're kind of all on the same page? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. Nothing right. too, no, no strong, strong feelings, but we're on the same page. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I, the same thing, even the undercard, like uh, a lot of people are starting to really lean Dominic Reyes, but like he hasn't fought. It's been, I think it's 20, 22 months. Uh, Ryan Spawn is that guy. He can knock out anyone with one punch at any time. It's a uh, very fun card. It's going to be fun. A lot of fights Saturday, UFC 281 at ESPN plus anything else. Anything did we miss? Um, no, I think it covered everything I wanted to mention. Um, cool. Head to toe, top, top to bottom. This card's awesome. So check it out. It is. It's so good. <laughs> Felicia's lock is Dan Hooker. Uh, Felicia's underdog is Frankie Egner. There we go. Uh, a couple more weeks. We have a couple more fight nights and then UFC 282, December 10th. And then B, we're like done for the rest of the year. Like we did it. We uh, 2022 in the books. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Awesome. Well, have a good time. Have a good weekend. Be safe out there. Hopefully you don't get too wet with the hurricane. Uh, you too. Stay dry. Later.